come back around full circle, like the whole media thing, how do you get paid as an influencer? It's usually from merch or it's from sponsored posts or it's like whatever. Um, so for me, it's the fact that we can leverage into real estate and actually make like, like real money. <laughs> like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Selling Your Circle. I'm your host, Juliana Gainsburg, And on this show, we talk all things business development, entrepreneurship, and investing. Each week, we'll have a different guest because after all, it's about expanding the circle and keeping it fed. If you like what you hear, follow us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Welcome back to Selling Your Circle podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Gainsburg, and we are on podcast number two today. As you can see, I'm in the same outfit in the same spot, but not in the studio. We're in Austin, Texas today, and I have a very special guest with me, the one and only Ken Pozak. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Thank you. It's like super crazy coming to these conventions. The schedules are down to the hour, I feel like. So I'm very appreciative to you and my other guests who have a lot of time to come sit down, take a breath, yes. and have it's a actually, conversation. It's actually nice, because I just get to hang out with you instead of having, like, there's... 40 million people. 40 million people. And it's great. Like, I love the 40 million people, but it's yeah. also, like, sometimes it's a lot to take in. Yeah, you're, like, I always say, I don't like to share rooms with people. A lot of people, like, budget, and they're like, oh, like, let's get an Airbnb, or let's share rooms. Yeah. I need my social meter to have its downtime. Yeah, I'm, like, an introverted extrovert or one of the reverse yeah you know it's like I'm, i can go 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 but then like at the end of the night i'm just like please don't talk no to that you. is like me in yeah. a nutshell because i can talk to whoever whatever about anything that's going on like yeah. i love people and at the same time i'm like once i hit that i'm like okay i'm done like i just can't do it anymore yeah. <laughs> so that's like with these conventions i know like okay i'm gonna go really hard for three days but i need that closed door like yeah. Time. Are, you the, are you the kind of person like at the end of the night, like you just ghost your friends? Like you're just, you hit that limit and you're like, peace, you don't even say anything? Or do you? So we call that in Philly shady bouncing. <laughs> it's kind of like an Irish goodbye. Okay. Um, I think it's bad for business. I agree. So I don't do it. Okay. <laughs> um, but there definitely is times where I'm like, say it's for like a KW Young Professionals like outing or something. Sure. And there's just so many people and everyone's all different places. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go yeah. back to the room now. Guys, yeah. Done. Yeah. Like that's enough of that. Um, okay. So I know who my audience is for my podcast and I think a lot of people will know you, but for those who are listening or watching who don't know you, mm -hmm. who is Ken Pozak? Oh my gosh. Um, so I think of myself mostly as a media content creator first mm -hmm. and a real estate agent second. Um, I'm a Disney Orlando fanboy, and so I'm constantly at the parks and getting also outside of the parks, trying to show everybody online, yeah. like Orlando's not just theme parks, like there's also really good food and really good, like we're close to the beaches and all that cool stuff. Um, so that's who I am. I run a team in Orlando of 37 people and we'll sell something like a quarter billion dollars this year. That's amazing. Yeah. And how long have you been in the business? Uh, one way or the other, 20 years. Okay. I'm old as fuck. Are we allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay, cool. Do whatever you want. Right. Whatever. It's um, your vibe. <laughs> cool. So I am, I'm getting old. Um, but I started off as an appraiser and flipping houses right out of high school. And it was, um, I, I knew right from like 15, that's what I wanted to do. And then the market tanked in 2008. And so I was like, maybe I should try like selling, which is the worst time in literally the history yeah. to ever try to do oh, this. Oh, 2008. Let's yeah, sell yeah, houses. Let's, let's sell houses. <laughs> uh, but I couldn't get loans anymore because banks yeah. were like, we're not doing financing for flips and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I've been in sales now since 2008. Nice. And was it always Orlando? No, it was Detroit for up until um, 2017 was my first full year in Orlando. Okay. Nice. I love that. Yeah. I love Orlando. That is fun. And I am a version of a Disney adult. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. It's like, I'm not like the, I don't like wait in line to take pictures with characters. And like, you probably won't catch me with ears on, 
maybe. But I am a full, like, I want to be immersed in the Disney bubble. Yeah, Like, I love that. I love um, the experience. Like, I just love the way that the app is cultivated, like, mobile ordering and trying different restaurants and planning out my time. And just, like, all the work that goes into what they've created as a company is so, like, intriguing to me. And that's what I love about it. Same. And I feel like the cool thing is, like, we live there and we go there every week and we'll try something new every week. And so we've lived there now for six and a half years. And we... You could go every week and not repeat a restaurant, and and so the cool thing that eventually like old restaurants shut down and then new mm-hmm. concepts come, and so there's always something new. And now Universal is really up to their game, both from a food perspective and like how much there is to do. So it makes Disney up their game, and I just love it. It's so much fun. Yeah, Universal has really been stepping it up, and just in general, I think that like Disney as a company has always been evolving. So it is. That is true. Like every time I've ever gone back, there's always something that's under construction at somewhere yeah. at some point in time. Yeah. That's awesome. So I feel like I've been kind of on the Ken Pozak train for like a while. Like I go back pretty far. Um, and I think that most would say that one of your like biggest known things that have happened is the Shack tour. Yeah. And so I would love for you to kind of explain how that came about as far as like doing a video tour for Shaq's home. Yeah. So Shaq's house was on the market in Orlando. So he was drafted to the magic right. in like the early nineties. And um, he bought this house right away. And it was like, he bought it for like $3 million. And fast forward, he retires and he wants to start offloading some assets. He had a house in Miami, a house in Atlanta. And so word is he would use the house like, and it's like a 30,000 square foot house. It's huge. Huge. Um, And he would only use it like once or twice a year. And so time to sell. And so he started agent after agent and nobody could sell it for whatever reason. I mean, they were overpriced Mm -hmm. and the house was like original from the nineties. Like it looked like garbage. And so, um, so I I was like, man, but it'd be make such a good thing for content. And so I approached the the last listing agent uh, and and he was like, no, I've got my own marketing and he's all very stuffy. It didn't sell. And then I reached out to the next agent. I'm like, hey, listen, you wanna make a splash. Um, I've got this YouTube channel. It's all about Orlando real estate. Like it'll be great. So. They asked his manager, his manager was like, yeah, dope, have him out. So we list, we, we do the video and like the listing agents video got like a thousand views. Ours got like one and a half million views and it went crazy. And like, even still today, like it gets like yeah. four to 500 views a day, yeah. which is wild. Well, and Shaq's just like such a predominant person. Like yeah. he, his hands are in everything. Yeah, for and sure. He's also just awesome in general. But I remember like looking back on that and you can even yourself go back and compare even like the quality of that to like what you're doing now. Yeah. And to think it was like on. great then. It was it good. It still is good. Yeah, it was good. It's I'm still like, better than most people <laughs> like what they're doing, you know? Sure, yeah. And it, it like, yeah, going back, I could pick apart every one of our videos and, and I do to try to get like a little bit better. But yeah, it's it's cool. It's something that I always look back on as like yeah. a, a, something that definitely put me on the map as a, as a real estate YouTuber. Like Ryan Serhant did a... Um, like a, what do they call it when they remix it? Mm-hmm. He remixed the video and like did a reaction to my video and I was just like... Man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool yeah. for sure. And at that point, like you just offer it for free. You're like, hey, like, yeah. well, you're willing to do this. It's so that's that's kind of like a concept that I took um, myself as well. Like I've reached out to, I don't do it on the YouTube level. I should, but I don't. Um, I've always done it on the Instagram, TikTok level, like yeah. reels. So like under a minute and 30 seconds um, at most, um, most even under a minute. But that was like the same thing. I would reach out to listing agents that I know have like clickable 
desirable homes. Yeah. Um, we did one for a Flyers player, a Philadelphia Flyers recently, and it's like a $3.2 million listing. It's, I think it's still active, which I think it might be a little bit high, but I think it's just the market's in a weird spot where that's at. And it's a very specific, unique home. Sure. Um, but that was like the same thing. I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna, you get free marketing. Like if he's cool with it and you're cool with it, it'll be marketing for your listing. I might throw it on a command ad. Like you never sure. know, you know? Um, it's, it's funny because listing agents get all like, I don't want to say like butthurt about it, but they're like, this is my listing. I'm marketing it. And so it is a numbers game. Like yeah. I had to reach out to multiple listing agents to get checks, people to say, okay. And even until today, like all the house tours that we do on our channel, they're not always our listings. Right. And so I think a lot of people, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, you, you're going to get a lot of no's before you get a yes. Yeah. And that's just part of the game. I like rarely ever get no's, thankfully. That's awesome. This time with that specifically. And I think it's just when, I mean, I lead with like kindness, right? Like I'm always trying, that's a big part of my business is that I have a lot of agent to agent referrals, even in my own market. That's and that's awesome. just because people are like, okay, like I know you do a good job. Like you're not going to be like an asshole, you know, the whole time. <laughs> right. I like want to work with you. But I think recently, it's being up, sir. Um, I recently had someone on a not in Keller Williams that just was like, oh yeah, we'll let you know. And just like nothing. Yeah. And that's fine. Like it is what it is. And I, and I get, there's a lot of ego that goes on in this business. Um, but it definitely from the client's perspective, like why wouldn't you want someone that's offering like very good production to market your listing that you might get paid sooner sure. if they bring a buyer. And that's kind of how I've always sold it. Like, Hey, I'm not like trying to take anything. I want to, lead generate for buyers that are looking for what you're selling. Yeah. It's so not like, like, and you're not saying like, I'm the listing agent. This is my listing. It's yeah. like, Hey, it's produced by this Keller Williams agent. That's Remax agent. I don't yeah. care. I'll give you props. Like, because yeah. at the end of the day, we know we're going to get more eyeballs, more exposure for everybody. Mm -hmm. So yeah. speaking of, um, Jim Roach, we, I just did an episode with him not that long ago. Mm -hmm. I just did one of their new constructions in Philadelphia. And at the bottom, like I literally wrote like listing courtesy of like, too yeah. much real estate, like yeah. whatever it is. And it's easy as doing that. But yeah, that, um, that concept is very interesting. I'm surprised that more people don't do it because it's such an easy way to lead generate on social media. Um, I think there's, it's interesting because we've got sort of the tale of two agents now, right? Too, you got like this old school agent that doesn't understand social, that doesn't understand anything like that. I mean, I remember when I first got into business and we have used to have to ask agents if we could use their listings on our IDX or mm -hmm. can we use your wet, your your listings on our website? And now it's just like the next iteration. Like there's always gonna be the sort of like, I think the more we collaborate, the better things will become yeah. for an industry. But there's this like old school mindset of like, no, this is mine, yeah. come on. Yeah, I feel like, like I said, thankfully, luckily I've had very good feedback from most people. Like I have, mm. we have a good like Remax um, population in the city, I feel like. And all of the agents that I know that are over there are like, yeah, sure. Like whatever you want, here's Logbox. Let's go cool. do this one, go do that one, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so what I really, I'll talk about all the different aspects of your business cause I love all of it. But sure. what I am really intrigued and fascinated by is the exponential growth of Orlando Real. <laughs> yeah. Like that's phenomenal. It's been a year. More than a year? It'll be uh, it'll be two years. Two in years. October. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was a little over a year. Um, that is like local expert on steroids. Yeah. yeah, it's been. It took us a year to figure out the flow, and yeah. we were putting up. It was good, but it wasn't like catching any fire. Like yeah. it wasn't any. Like the views were down. Like there was no interaction. Our, our newsletter signups were down. And so, though, for those of you listening or watching back, like our goal with the Orlando Reel was to create a newsletter business that had to basically one sponsor, which was the Posit Group, 
my real estate mm-hmm. team and be all things, you know, real estate theme parks and living in Orlando. And so, um, before though, I, I really wasn't on it. It was really more like almost like a ghostwriter was putting yeah, all this like content a POV out. Type of yeah. Thing. yeah. And so as soon as I started interject, interjecting like my personality into it and getting on camera and like, oh, wait, by the way, so this is Ken Posick's newsletter. It like started to explode. So yeah. we've got like 36,000 people that get the newsletter, um, like 40,000 on TikTok now, like 25,000 on Instagram, and it's starting to grow. You get like hundreds of thousands of page views a month now on the website, which is dope. Yeah. What was the, what's the structure for, I know you have some other people that create on there. Yep. What's the structure for like what's going out weekly and like the amount? So we put out uh, at least seven reels a week on Instagram and we really just repurpose the same ones on TikTok mm-hmm. and then let the algorithms figure out which one's better. Um, probably should build them for the platform, but we just don't have the bandwidth yeah. yet. Um, then we put, we got three contract writers that are constantly putting out like anywhere between 10 and 15 articles a week. And it's around the newest coffee shop, the newest development, uh, something happens with the city of Orlando at, you know, somebody argues at the city council meeting, we want to cover that. Um, and now what's wild is we've got like the city of Orlando, Disney, Universal, all of these big companies that are sending us their press releases before it even makes it out to the public. And so we can now we're like our own media outlet yeah. and um, putting out stuff. My my joy is when I, I break a news story that nobody else has. And so we're constantly pushing for that. Um, but on average, we're putting out between 80 and 100 pieces of content a month. Yeah. And how many people are creating? Because you have, there's other people that make videos yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a short form. The whole media staff is a short form editor, a long form editor, uh, three contract writers, my media manager, and then our design assistant. And our design assistant, she's the one putting up the blogs on the website. She's making everything look pretty. Yeah, that's amazing. Are you starting to get media passes for Disney? Oh, yeah. yeah not, Disney's the hardest one, although like we've yeah. got other, other connections with Disney, so that's been really helpful. But Universal has us out to their media previews yeah. on everything. That was like, so when I got into real estate, I was uh, 20 years old. And when I, when I was transitioning, I was, I did like, couple some like a semester and a half of community college before I left and went into real estate Mm -hmm. but in that in between from like high school into college I was running an Etsy shop that was a Disney Etsy shop the Instagram is still living I would make like park inspired like shirts I owned a screen printing company as well so that was like I leveraged that to make these shirts. That's awesome. Then I had a I still have this account if you go and find it it's called mouse eye view it's mouse.i.view and it still lives got like 3200 followers or something like that i had like brand ambassadors i would go to disney like two three times a year and it was like a whole thing and i that was like in my vision i was like i want to be in the media like i want to be the media past people like tim tracker was like a very big youtuber for me at the time that i I met him in magic kingdom one day like that was such a, another part of my life that I like never talk about. It's like my like secret life of like that. a Disney adult. <laughs> so wild. So we went out to they they gave us a Halloween Horror Nights preview, mm-hmm. and we got the full the full one like on September first uh, or the the day before it opens. We could see all the houses. Universal is having us out, but we went to the media preview for like all the food and stuff the other day. And I'm like, there's like Tim Tracker, and there's like Mr. Morrow, and like all these huge vloggers. I'm like yeah. this little guy. Um, but it's cool because all of them follow our stuff because they want to know what's going on in real estate. Mm-hmm. And like, they don't really see me as a Disney vlogger, which is fine. Like I yeah. want them to see me as a real estate guy or like a serious media well, guy. Well, that would be like, that's where the business comes. Correct. Well, it's fun. So then you come back around full circle, like the whole media thing. 
how do you get paid as an influencer? It's usually from merch or it's from sponsored posts or it's like whatever. Um, so for me, it's the fact that we can leverage into real estate and actually make like like real money. <laughs> like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I know some of these vloggers that have insane views and I'll look at, they'll show me their YouTube studio app and they're making like a thousand bucks a month from yeah. AdSense. And I'm like, that's not enough to live no, on. You, you know? need like brand like if you're gonna do that, you have to get like brands that are gonna pay you to like do stuff right. in that sense. That's where all the money actually like comes in. Yep. Um, so from Orlando Real to back to the Ken Pozak group or the Pozak group, are you getting people DMing you on the real account about real estate? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's the process to like converting those leads over? So it uh, depends on how long or how far they are into the funnel. Mm -hmm. So if they're hey, we're coming to the, you know, this weekend, then I'm like, oh, cool, where are you looking? What's your price point? Is it a second home or your primary? Um, what's your time frame? I know you're coming in this weekend, but how soon do you want to buy? And um, I'm still doing a lot of that myself, which yeah, is Yeah, that's my next question. <laughs> wild. Um, so once they give me their criteria, then I say, cool, what's the best way my team can reach out? And then they'll tell me, and I'd literally screenshot that part and the rest of the conversation, and I'll send it to our inside sales staff. And then the inside sales people go through and figure out, based on source, location, price point, which agent on the team is actually going to be the best one to work with them. So are would you say like majority of your team are like bought into the social media side of it? No, yeah. I would say like we've got a very broad spectrum of agents on the team, people in their like late 50s and people that are in their early 20s. Okay. Um, I feel like most of the people that are sub 30 are like really into social media and the ones that are over are kind of like, no, can you just do that for us? And like, we'll work the leads. Um, so, and we're fine with either one. Yeah. I'm totally dope. We're like, if you want to come in, we've created a studio where it's like, if you want to do short form or you want to shoot in the studio when I'm not using it, please do. We'll edit it for you. You can use it on your own socials. Um, they just need to always let people know that they work with me. Got it. This episode is brought to you by Castle Public Adjusters. If you have fallen victim to property damage, Castle Public Adjusters is your first and only call. They will make sure that you get the maximum compensation for your property loss. Remember, avoid the hassle. Just call Castle. 215-752-1237. So um, kind of like away from that topic, but when you took a little hiatus and came back to KW, yeah. um, what was the effect of like being on stage with Gary Keller at that point socially? Like, did you see a difference in followers or like business from that? Because I just find it interesting. I've had a conversation with a few people that have had like their first time being in that yeah. level and it is like a total change and some not at all. Yeah, I think so. When I when I left, I came back in February of this mm -hmm. year and I, that was the first time I'd ever been on the main stage at Family Reunion. <laughs> And Kelly Henderson's here. Hi, what's up? What's up, girl? I'm leaving it in. Good. I love her so much. She's so great. This is, honestly, I think this is like a fever dream. I have like all these different people coming in and out of this room. Like this has just become the hub, the hub of Mega Camp. No, I told you it was fun. I might. I <laughs> it's fine okay. you're fine <laughs> um, I think, anyways so, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i love kelly um so going like that was the first time and so yeah like i had a few more followers on instagram but for the most part no it was more of like a reinvigoration of our referrals i mean yeah we, before we left we were getting a referral every day yeah 
And then after about 60 to 90 days of us leaving, those dried up, like, really? by, like down to like four or five a month. The people like my friends were still referring me, right. but like a team leader in Philly is not going to refer our team with another brokerage if they're with Keller Williams. Yeah. They're going to want to refer another Keller Williams. Like, so if you're a new agent and there's so many agents that are like, I don't know, they don't, they're not as purposeful of building their network like you are. Right. And so they're like, they go to the team leader, like, hey, who should I refer in Orlando? It's not going to be me. So the fact that we plugged back in now, we've been back since February, we're back to getting almost like one a day. Wow. So to That's me, really that's good. like, worth it in itself yeah. yeah yeah you can i mean listen i'm like obviously i've been with keller williams for the duration of my business mm-hmm. um i do believe that there are a ton of pros as why you should be with this company i still always say at the end of the day you can be the driver at wherever you are totally like you can make the money that you want to make and reach the goals and have the team or whatever it is what you want to do wherever you can or wherever um but there's just a lot of things here that allow you to do it easier. Mm-hmm. That's no, just what it comes down to. Yeah, there's no one right way to do your business. Right. But if you're like, you know, I want agent referrals to be a big part of that, why not be at the biggest company in the world? Yeah. Okay, back to switching years. So one thing that I saw recently, um, you did a interview S style with the mayor, I buddy. Yeah. Which is so cool to me. Yeah. If you ever visited, you've heard his voice, right? Yeah. On the tram going Yeah, to, like welcome the... home, essentially. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's like, so how do you, at what point you're like, okay, one, I want this interview, and two, like, what's the process of that? So it's wild because I, I had reached out a year before yeah. and ghosted me, like, no mm-hmm. response. And then somebody on his staff followed the Orlando Reel. And then saw me talking about some of the developments and she actually called out, like called me out. They're like, Hey, that one thing you said used to be accurate, but did you know that this is coming down the pipe and it's eventually not going to be accurate? You should go retract your statement or something like that. Like she, yeah. she worked in the PR department for the city yeah. and I was like, Oh, that's amazing. Well, like, wouldn't it be cool if you and I had a relationship to where I, I made sure that all of my data was always right. And she was like, yeah, for sure. Okay. Like what, you know, there's like Fox News and CNN. Like she works with like big, big like outlets. Yeah, you're and like, like here nope, I am. I'm here now. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> and so so we started talking, and she started sending us media releases, and here's what's going on in the in the like from the city council notes, and here's some things you might want to know. And I was like, hey, you know, it'd be really cool. I reached out to the city a year ago, never heard back, but I'd love to interview the mayor. And she's like, yeah, let me set it up. And two that's weeks later, awesome. it happened. Yeah, yeah, that's like to me the whole mindset around like obviously you can tell I'm like Orlando real stand because I just think the concept of it is just. It's genius. It's like, you're going to move to Orlando. What do you need to know? It's literally all right here. And now not only am I the local expert of the theme parks and the restaurants and all the things that infrastructure and bills and all the things that are happening, I also just happen to have the connect to the mayor. And (laughs) just to prove that point, I just sat down with him for a whole episode of information. It's like, I have friends that are agents in Orlando and it's like, how do you like... It's hard to compete with that. Yeah. Yeah, which is the goal. <laughs> so with that being said, will there be outside of Orlando at some point? Yeah, we've kicked around this idea often. Do we create the Tampa reel, the Miami reel, and like keep this rolling? Um, I think that for the next five years, I'm going to go really deep into Orlando and see what happens. I think that we could get, so a 1% market share would be about a half a billion, maybe 600 million or so in sales. So if I got to three or 4%, would I be happy with a billion and a half in sales? I probably would. And then 
could I just go into then the commercial space and start diversifying an in insurance and mortgage and like never leave Orlando? I think it's a big enough city that I don't need to. Yeah. Um, but if I found the right person and we wanted to use, a, use this as a playbook, I think we could do that in another way. Yeah, for sure. I've, I definitely think that it's like, it's really like the whole concept is not that hard. No. Like it's what we talk about all the time as individuals. Like I, when people ask me about social media and they're like, well, like, how did you think of X, Y, Z? I'm like, well, what I want people to talk to me, not about real estate. <laughs> like I want people to call me or ask me things whenever they think that they need something yeah. so that I am just that person for them. Like I love when someone calls me and says, I just had a past client relocation client from Guam, got the referral from KWYP. He called me two weeks ago. He said, my girlfriend's coming to town and we're going to the Phillies game. And I wanted to know if you had any recommendations for somewhere to go to eat, like within the vicinity afterwards. Perfect. And I'm just like looking at my phone. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is how it works. You this is be what I want. Yeah, right. You want to be the thing. I like, want to be the super connector that's right. for all the things. So, yeah. So then now it's like, okay, if you could go do a video on, if you're going to a Phillies game, what are the top three restaurants you should consider? Yeah. And then now all of a sudden those three restaurant tours are like sharing your shit and it's growing and that's how it works. I think fun. that is, so I have like a hefty list of that. Yeah. Like it's just ever growing in my notes. If don't, please don't ever steal my phone because I literally <laughs> just, I just can't. Um, but it's a balance. I mean, like, how do you run a team and do Orlando Real and have family and go to Disney and like sleep? Yeah, the sleep thing is something I'm still working on. But I think that, you know, you're just, you're constantly leveraging out like the next biggest piece, like write down on a piece of paper, like all of the shit you do in a day or in a week and figure out what's the least what's the thing that's moving the needle the least and what could you leverage off? So as a new agent, that's usually your paperwork first or booking appointments for you, like showing like, Hey, I've got the client, but can you set this up with the agent? Um, and so then you're just constantly circling, like, what is it that you a enjoy and finding like your best, highest, best use. And so for me, it's now content creation and recruiting and then working on like these relationships with the city and Disney and universal that moves the needle the most. And I enjoy it the most. So I've just found like, I've built the perfect position for myself. Yeah. yeah. So would you say like the content creation side is the most, you're most passionate about? Yeah. Yeah. By and far. did you think like, even back to like the shack moment, like, mm -hmm. did you think that that's where this was going? Like, was that always like a vision in your mind? Like I want to be more on the like content creation side of things or was that just like, Hey, I'm trying to think of unique ways to sell houses and this is going to be one of them. I think, um, like around the, like two years ago, so like the shack time, I was like, man, if I could land a show and, you know, the old school, if I could get on Bravo or HGTV, like that will be a cool path. And maybe I won't even sell real estate. I'll just become like a figurehead or something like that. Um, and then when that video blew up, I'm like, I got out 1.5 million views on this. I don't know that a Bravo show, I mean, maybe they get four or five million. Or yeah. so it's nothing like insanely more than that. And I'm right. like, what if, what if I could just do that here myself? be the outlet? and actually make money through selling real estate, that sounds like a lot more fun. Yeah, and like not have a boss. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we went. I like that. <laughs> I just, I think about that myself. Like I, I, I enjoy selling real estate. I know I can do it. Like it's, it's, it, it's there, it happens. Yeah. Um, I just always think about like, you know, being, focusing on things that you're passionate about and the, the content creation side has always been super intriguing to me. I mean, I have a podcast Obviously. now. Yeah. Well, and, like I still sell real estate. I just, yeah. I, I sell, my goal is to sell two houses a month and I'll constantly do that. For one, it makes my content better mm -hmm. because if I'm able to speak to it and I'm, I'm out and about and people yeah. are like, what do you think of this neighborhood? And if I'm not 
up to date. Like I'm the guy that needs to know that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but like I had one of the like WWE people or a client. I'm like, that's a cool story. I want to work with that person. I'm not going to pass that lead off. <laughs> I'm going to keep that. Yeah. And so I think you get to a place where then you get to be a little bit more picky and that's a fun place too. Yeah. So do you, um, will you work with buyers and sellers or yeah. do you have like, a, okay, cool. Mm. I know a lot of people like as far as the structure, like MREA slash different type of team structure in KW is like, okay, then you like hundred percent don't do buyers anymore and then just do listings and that kind of thing. So I'm always intrigued to see other people doing something different. Yeah. Like even agents on our team, we call them agent partners. They're allowed yeah. to do both. It's just, you have to be at a certain level of production and conversion to get listing leads and those listing leads, then you better keep your conversion up. But then I get a much higher split on those because they're not really doing much other right. than going to get it and negotiate the contract. And then that everything else is leveraged out. Yeah. So, but everybody on my team is a buyer and a listing agent. Yeah. When I was briefly on a team, it was, I could still do listings, but it was, I was more buyer focused. Mm -hmm. And when I joined the team, one of my like stipulations was, I was like, I don't want to be listed as a buyer's agent. Like mm -hmm. I don't want there ever to be a time where someone thinks that they should not call me for a listing. Sure. I was briefly on that team. So it's not really like a big part of my business, but. Um, but from an attraction thing, like if you're buying, if you're trying to build a team yourself yeah. and somebody's on your team and you're like, oh, that's my buyer's agent or my showing specialist yeah. or something like that. I feel like it, it almost feels a little demeaning to yeah, people. It's like negative. Yeah. Where yeah. it's just like, hey, that's my partner. Like it's yeah. my showing partner. Well, that's like the Lance Logan effect. How so? Tell me. So he does like all the VAs or are not called VAs. They're called um, virtual partners. There you go. And everyone's a partner. Yep. Yeah. It's like yeah. guns, like even sales to people outside, like everybody, the VP of X, Y, and Z. It's just a fancy title, but yeah. it makes them not feel like they're just a And it's person. just, it's also like a perception out to the consumer too. Yep. Like I never, whenever I've had people that work or act as showing assistance technically for me, just because you can't be in two places at once, like it's going to happen. Mm. Um, and I never call them. I never say like my assistant is going to show it. I say my right. partner is going to show it. Even from, so especially for like social, like when I have yeah. people reach out, it's not, let me have my buyer's agent call you. It's like, hey, my partner that specializes in that area is gonna give you a call. You're gonna love working with this person because yeah. they have exactly what you need. And like at that point, it's a like conversion, no problem. Yeah, I think it's also like, if you're talking to the consumer that way and you say something like, oh, that they're this level or they're the assistant or the <laughs> whatever, they might automatically in their mind think that they know more than that person. Sure. And so you're setting that agent on your team up for failure, yep. essentially. Yeah. Just or they have to fight harder in that in that sense. Um <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit off camera. Um at this point in time, well first, do you get recognized in Orlando? All the time. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that like? <laughs> like what's the feeling I mean, behind that? It's everything from like Publix. I'll be getting like apples and, and somebody will walk up and they're like, Hey, you're Ken Posick, right? Um, <laughs> and it's been getting, it's more and more, more wild because, um, it used to be like two, two or three times a week from YouTube, but now it's every single day and it's a mix. It's like, Oh, I follow you on TikTok. I went, to, I went to, at the bank and this is, it was awkward because I gave him a bunch of checks, like the months of check. And she's like, Hey, I follow you on TikTok. And I was like, that's Creepy. Thanks. Now you know my bank account. That's awkward. Yeah. Um, but but no, it's cool. Well, so, they have like a confidential thing too. That yeah, I'm sure. But like. but it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic. But no, it's great. Yeah, that's awesome. What I was gonna say is, you know, we talked about this. I we had Wendy on on the podcast as well, and she let me know that she is the creator of Celebrity. Celebrity. So yeah. if you're not in Keller Williams' world. Um, we like to give people status, um, in this company. And so that 
people get considered celebrities. And that's just based off like you've been on like main stage at conventions or you've spoken or you've done something that's put you at a level where mass amount of people know who you are. So it's like commonality. Like Kelly Henderson. Like Kelly Henderson in the other room. I tell her all the time. She's a celebrity. She doesn't believe me. Yeah, no, she totally is. It's like, can you like not be so humble? You know? Jeez, it's annoying. (laughs) So I guess at this point, you're going to consider yourself that too. I don't know. I mean, you can say that. What were you saying about um, your wife trying to like humble you? I, yeah, so somebody asked, or you asked, like, am I, uh, yeah, my wife the is The feeling very, from being on stage Yeah, the feeling from yeah. being on stage. Like, I don't have an ego around this. Like, we're not brain surgeons. Like, yeah. we're real estate agents. And so I don't save lives for a living. And so it is dope. I'm so honored to be on stage, but I'll never get to a place where I'm like, I think that I'm better than literally anybody else. Yeah, I mean, the whole goal is to just, like, be the, like, genuine like relatable connectable person because at the end of the day we're just trying to sell houses right like that all literally comes back to just selling houses right yeah yeah i i i agree i definitely agree with that um so we covered a lot we bounced around a lot but i'm my add is honestly working really well today um so what's what's going on what's next do you have something that you're super passionate about that's coming up um, yeah, like, so we're trying to figure out, our, so our next hires are where we're at. And so I am very clear that I'm the cog in the wheel. And so going back to my my circle of like, what is it that I'm getting in the way of still? So the fact that I still answer DMs, like they should be answered quicker and better and more thorough than I ever do. So getting somebody to help me with that, like maybe hiring a VA partner or <laughs> virtual yeah. partner. Um, and then going through like the hiring process, like we need five or six more agents based on our lead flow. And I'm the first stop for a lot of these agents. It shouldn't be that, it should be someone else on my team. So um, getting director of sales, director of operations and like all of these things, like we crush media, but there's a lot of like back office stuff that we're kind of a shit show with. Yeah. Um, and so I know I need to hire more people. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's like a common need. Like as you grow, the problems don't get like, worse just get bigger yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly okay well if they would like to tell them where they're following you on all the things at ken posick on pretty much everything yeah yeah and then the orlando Orlando real Real, as you know because they go into real soon um that's it for today my name as you know is juliana gainsberg you can follow me on instagram and tiktok instagram jewel underscore the realtor tiktok jewel the realtor if you are liking what you're listening to or watching we're on youtube podcasts are on spotify and apple Podcasts. they should leave a review please leave a review because mm-hmm. that's very important on all levels if you want to see us on instagram selling your circle podcast i also recently started espresso martini reviews and so if you want to follow along with that it's three bean mantra and yeah that's oh, yeah. it. That's it for today. Thanks, Thanks for, for watching. Me. See you later.